At the T-minus three-minute mark, tape recorders on board the spacecraft were turned on. These recorders record both voice and data. Hello, Vermont. You're listening to Rocket Shop Radio on the Radiator. I'm here with my guest, Tom Pirro. He has a new album that just barely came out. He's going to be with us for the next few minutes. He's going to tell us more about that. How's it going tonight? Oh, it's going great, Caleb. So great. Yeah, thanks again for stopping by. Um, I overheard you have a new album that just barely was released. I just barely got a vinyl copy from, for free, <laughs> which was amazing. Um, tell me a little about it. What is it? What does it sound like? Why did you do it? So you, blame? you, you actually got a sneak. It's not really technically released yet. Oh, um, okay. I, I heard wrong then. I will be releasing it on November 2nd. Um, I'm doing a big release party at the light club lamp shop. And... Yeah, I just successfully completed a big Indiegogo campaign, a big pre-sale campaign, and that actually ended today, and it was the perfect timing to just come on the air and give the world a kind of a look at the the first look at the album. Yeah, way to get the word out. Yeah. <laughs> um, tell me about this gig at the Lamp Shop, because um, that's probably one of my favorite venues around town. Same. Normally... They do music that's more along the folk sphere or jazz yep. sphere. I've seen a lot of jazz gigs that are there that are pretty cool. But um, from what I've heard, this album sounds a lot different than either of those, those two genres. Um, how does that play in? Well, I, I definitely have a huge jazz influence. I'm really, for a long time, I listened to, I'd say, mostly jazz, mostly on vinyl. For like seven or eight years, I listened to pretty much only a couple hundred records that I had. Um, so jazz is a big influence on me. Um, I, I don't say that. I think I describe my music as ambient jazz, but it being all original, and you know, it's it's definitely not your traditional jazz. Jazz is such a big genre. It's a very loose word. It's a very loose word. It means a lot of different things. Exactly. Um, so I would say that my music does fall under the big umbrella that is jazz. But the big picture and kind of, you know, I'm not so concerned with labeling things as just making art. Um, so that's always been a struggle for me, I think, to kind of label, put labels on music and stuff. Right, especially now with the internet where the lines between different genres are blurring and yeah. a lot of people... <laughs> like yourself, listen to a lot of different things and um, the idea of only listening to rock or only listening to jazz or only listening to techno. Totally. It's kind of, the idea of a genre is kind of arbitrary now because yeah. we have so much access to music, we can hear anything and it's mm -hmm. less, there's less divisions between music than I right. think there were in a pre-internet world. Yeah, the spectrum has been filled in a lot, a lot more in the recent years. Uh, and that's, you know, it's just 
the way it is, as I don't think it's better or worse. But anyway, this show at the lamp or the light club, <laughs> the light club is going to be awesome. I'm right. flying in my friend from Seattle, Tyler yeah. George Manetti, very famous legend in the local music scene, legendary mystic. He will be performing a 45 minute set. What does he play? He plays. He plays guitar. He plays. It's very. It's similar to what I'm kind of doing. Lots of loops. Really textural, kind of spiritual stuff very right. deep music very sensation oriented yeah very like from the heart and so he's coming in and my friend lewis rapkin who is an amazing musician he's done work with mtv he works for vice now he's coming in and doing a special set um, my friend sue staley is going to be making kava tea which is this amazing herbal just amazing tea that is going to sync everybody together mm. and oh, it's gonna be quite the evening <laughs> yeah sounds pretty far out oh it's gonna be far is out is <laughs> this tea gonna be served at the bar or does everyone get a free sample from the yeah it, it's gonna be i'll have sue will be set up kind of by the merch and by the record and a big kind of nice table so and that will be provided just complimentary awesome and when's that yeah. happening no that will be at 8 p.m on november 2nd so a week from this thursday yeah it's coming up yeah i think it's gonna be pretty packed <laughs> hopefully it's a it's a solid venue you know even if um people don't really go out to see anyone specific a lot of people go there just to hang out because it's such a nice ambiance they have there i know i'm kind of worried about that because if everyone is hanging out and then everyone comes for the album release show like people aren't going to be able to get in <laughs> right. so so <laughs> i'm thinking I, there's definitely but for gonna... you that's a great sign if you're filling up a club though yeah that's definitely a huge compliment on your end yeah, that's that is true. <laughs> I just want to make sure that everyone who wants to be there is there. It can get in. I thought about yeah. doing it at a larger venue, um, but I just I didn't feel right. Like my music is so intimate. Right. I, I want it, and I played at the Light Club a lot before, and I really do enjoy playing there. Um, I like it when it's. I like playing at smaller venues. I've played at bigger venues and. I like the smaller ones. It's more intimate. It's more, yeah, I was going to say, it's more intimate. It's a more personal. It's a more comfortable atmosphere. Yeah. Um, less of a, You have less people who are there just for the bar life. And exactly. More people who will stop talking for a few minutes to listen to the music. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You mentioned you like jazz. Oh, yeah. I love jazz. Yeah. <laughs> I myself am also a jazz head. Who would you say are your biggest jazz influences, your favorites? Um, what are your top picks? Oh, well, unquestionably, Bill Frizzell is my favorite musician, living or dead. I consider myself a disciple of Bill Frizzell. Yeah. Um, I really, he's one of the few guitar players that I really, really, really look up to. And I feel that my sound has, it's not the same. He's doing a, he's doing more adventurous harmonic stuff. He's much better, obviously, than me. But I feel like we are connected. And we actually met one time when I was working at a guitar shop. And I was playing guitar. And he came up to me and said, that sounds good. Yeah. And I almost... I, I you almost had a heart attack. I started to just... I almost cried right on the spot. And that's, I still think about that every day when I, when I think maybe I should, 
I don't really think I should stop doing music anymore, but there have been times in my life where, you know, I, I come to a path in the road and I say, should I go back to school for physics or should I continue doing music? And I think about that moment a lot in my life when I come to that, that fork in the road. When he said that sounds good, did you then profess your undying love for him, <laughs> or did you say thanks, dude? I kept it cool. I never. I yeah. Cool? I just. Yeah, I just. I, I just. He asked me what tuning it was in. I. I. Because at that time I was playing acoustic mostly, and I was using all, one of seven or eight different alternate tunings, almost exclusively. And what led to that conversation was he was looking at a tenor banjo, and I walked over to him, and I just kind of really subtly, you know, I was working at the shop. So I just, you know, if you have any questions, let me know. I didn't introduce myself. I didn't let it on like I even knew who he was. You didn't ask for his autograph. Didn't ask for his autograph. And um, of course not. I mean, I would, I, this is, yeah, I would never do that. And we just started chatting. And then we started chatting a little bit about the tuning of the tenor banjo just for a couple of minutes. And I think that's what I was like, oh. And then I like, I went back and I was like, I got to play something. Like, you know, so I picked up my favorite Martin and I tuned it up and I like, I got so into tuning it because the tuning was this low C tuning. It was a really strange tuning and it took me a couple minutes to really tune it because I'm really obsessive about tuning. Like, that's so, it has to be right. It has to be right. Um, And so I like, I was playing and then I just like, I was like looking down, I was kind of in my own world and I looked up and he was right in front of me. And he's like a really shy guy. He's like the shyest person ever. And I just never forget, he's right in front of me. I was almost like startled. And he just said three words. I'll just never forget. <laughs> and nothing was the same after that. And nothing was the same. That was like five or six years ago, I think. And I'll never forget that. Um, but yeah, Bill Frizzell is definitely my favorite. I idolize him. I consider myself a disciple of his. And I, Miles Davis has got to be very close to number two as well. I've listened to Kind of Blue and, oh my goodness, all of, I mean, I really love that smooth, the space. The, 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 I like his cool era stuff a lot. Yeah. Obviously. I mean. Um, that was his sound. That was. Like yeah, the stuff that gets a little more challenging, I think, is fun to listen to. Like, I'll list. I do like challenging myself. Um, yeah. You know, and like the a lot of Coltrane is very challenging. And I find like after I listen to that stuff, I'll play chords that didn't sound right before, but they start to sound more right. And so my like encyclopedia, it, my brain opens up a little bit more when I listen to challenging music. But definitely. Um, what are your thoughts of on the corner? Oh, I, I I like on the corner a lot. Yeah, I it's mean a that's make a, that's it or break a, it album for a lot of people. Oh my goodness! I mean, I lo- the thing I love about Miles is I love I really do love like ever. I mean, so many of his albums, in a silent way, is one of my. I mean, oh, that's my, definitely my favorite. In that sounded. in that is it's the best ambient album he ever made. <laughs> that's a huge influence on my music. Like yeah. that that album to me is really. I look to that album sonically a lot. The guitar playing, the vibe, just the magic. That album has the magic. Right, and there are three um, keyboard players. Yeah, yeah. Herbie Hancock, Chick Corea, and who's the third? The dude from Weather Report. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh He's German, I think. Yeah, he's got a really strange name, but it's like. And what I love about that album is there's three keyboard players, there's like seven musicians, and it sounds like there's four. Right. There's but at the so same time, much it's so space. spidery, and there's all these different melodies going in and out. 
But it's done tastefully. What was that? It's done so tastefully. Yeah, it sounds so smooth at the end of the day. Yeah. And like the, and also, okay, another thing about that album, we're, we're, we're kind of going on about this, but that's fine. I'm sure people, if you earned it in a silent way, you probably know this already. But like, if you're the, not into it, you should listen to it anyway. Oh, my it's God. Amazing. I've probably listened to that album over thousands. It's got to be thousands of times. Yeah. But the way it was produced, it, it is actually, it's actually spliced together. Like, side one sounds like it's a continuous track, mm-hmm. but it's actually, you can hear it. It's, it's spliced together and produced in a way that is very... It, that was not really going on at that time. Especially not in jazz. Exactly. the whole philosophy. Exactly. And so I really, everything about it, the playing, the spirit, the production of that album to me really, um, really makes it. Yeah, it's in this weird space between jazz and rock and ambient music uh, and it yeah. occupies its own territory. Totally. But you can really dive into well, it. And, it's only two tracks, but there's a lot you can explore. Oh, it's a whole, that, whole it's a whole world. That one album. Yeah, a lot of a lot of my songs stretch out a long time too. So I really, you know, I'm not. Although this album has, a, I've 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 kind of purposely put a mix. A lot of tunes that live might be ten or twelve minutes. There are, but I don't think I, I don't feel like I forced it. It just I it was it was the right thing to do. I think for this. For this Would you feel comfortable sharing a few excerpts of your new album with us right now? Yeah, let's let's uh, let's make the world debut. Yeah, <laughs> I've never People this music. I mean, it's available. Like the f- title track is the soundtrack to this awesome documentary that was made about the album by Kale Cooper, mm-hmm. who's one of the best filmmakers I've ever worked with, and I really want to thank him. Without that video, I mean, so many people came up to me and were just like, man, that video really moved me, and he did a great job. So one of the tracks from the album is kind of, you know, the the, the track for that video. And then I released a short snippet of one of the other tracks, but I really haven't played this for, I've really been holding on to it, you know? You gotta, right, been waiting for the right moment. It's really hard to. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully that moment's right now. That moment's right now. So, (laughs) what? Let's see here. What I was thinking would be cool. I'm gonna play you the first track from side two of the record. I might mention that I pressed this onto vinyl for everyone out there who's not really familiar what side two means. Well, a vinyl record has two sides, and this is the second side. As uh, Caleb is. Thumbing through the vinyl right now in it front of him. It looks really nice. Hey, I'm so <laughs> pumped. <laughs> you guys are really missing out right now. The vinyl came out really, really nicely. Um, so yeah, this is the yeah, first the track. Cool. Thank you. Uh, the I have to give props to the photographer, Ian Jansen Thomas Longquist, um, a very talented photographer, and Stoughton Printing in California did the printing. I'm very happy with how it came out. Um, yeah. The guy, the mastering engineer, J.J. Golden, is actually the guy who works with Vetiver. He's worked with Chris Robinson, Chris Robinson Brotherhood. He's worked with a lot of people. He's very, very good. He's one of the best mastering engineers for vinyl in the business. I can't believe he worked with me. Um, so here's Planes. This is the first track of the second side.
Very cool. That was the entire second side of Tom Hero's new album titled Headspace. Headspace. Yeah, yeah, we went a little deep there. I was gonna only play the first track, but it just sounded just sounded good. Couldn't take it off. Yeah, that's that's the point. We have to call it a night pretty soon, but Tom has an upcoming show. He just wants to mention one last time before we head out. Um, yeah, if, if you liked what you heard, um, please come celebrate the release of this album with me and all of my friends and family who have contributed to this album. My neighbors, my family, my close friends. I really want to just thank you so much. Um, for all your help T- today was a special day because my i had i was doing an indiegogo campaign trying to pre-sell two thousand dollars worth of albums and it ended today and we successfully reached our goal and so i'm really <laughs> just kind of ecstatic about that but anyway um i'm going to be presenting this album to the world next thursday november 2nd at the light club lamp shop uh, and it'll be 8 p.m lots of special guests and magic will be happening there'll be lots of magic in the air there might be tiny dinosaurs and there's definitely gonna be always a fun time (laughs) i mean i i forgot my tiny dinosaur coming here today but that's probably why i'm so okay i had a feeling you did caleb (laughs) but anyway yeah come check it out next thursday if you guys want to hear this music live um I'll be performing with the drum, my drummer, Dave DeCristo. Well, not really, not my drummer, but the drummer who plays, <laughs> the drummer who plays on the album, and my good friend of mine, Dave DeCristo. Is uh, Shea Gasol going to be there as well? Uh, yeah, Shea Gesto will be there as well. Yeah, she's a, uh, I kind of consider her my, like, uh, a spiritual advisor and just kind of like healer in general. She's an amazing people. It's going to be a kind of a group of healers, I think. It's kind of my vibe. Yeah, from what we just heard, that from that quick taste, it, um, it's definitely very meditative music. Yes, excellent. That was Tom Puro here on the Radiator. Um, thank you all for tuning in. We've got more local Vermont music coming up. You can hear him November second, next Thursday. I'll see you there.